Today we come to a story that is about an unexpected storm. It's a story about how the disciples of Jesus were suddenly, unexpectedly plunged into an entirely new situation in which their faith was tested in new ways. What does it look like to exercise faith in a storm? You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith. I'm David Pick. And Colin, I think many of us can identify with what the disciples might have felt as they went through that unexpected storm. Yes, and also a storm that they had never really experienced before. Folks who know the Bible will be very familiar about the time when Jesus was in the boat and calmed the storm. The story that we're looking at today is quite different because Jesus was not in the boat. He was uh, on the land and he was praying and the disciples therefore were on their own in the storm and uh, it was pretty frightening. And there will be times in your life when you come to a situation that you have not faced before and uh, you're not able to look back on past experience and say, well, I've proved the Lord in this. You're now in a situation that's completely new and it's not easy. What does it look like to exercise faith in a storm you have never faced before? Well, that's what we're looking at in this story today. It's a wonderful story of how Peter proved the Lord Jesus Christ, who drew near to him in a remarkable manner, in a way that had never happened before. And he proved Christ in a whole new way. And uh, my prayer for this program is that God, by his grace, will draw near to you in the storm that you are facing and that in his great kindness you will prove him in a way that you've never done before. Let's look at this story. It's in Luke chapter 15. So why don't you join us if you can there as we begin our message entitled Confidence. Here's Colin. God's word always speaks to the realities of our day. And to me, it therefore is very wonderful that today we come to a story that is about an unexpected storm. It's a story about how the disciples of Jesus were suddenly, unexpectedly plunged into an entirely new situation in which their faith was tested in new ways. And these are days clearly in which all of us need to be strong in faith But what does it look like to exercise faith in a storm? That's the question that is before us with our Bibles open today. Now, there are two miracles in this story. In the first, Jesus walks on the water to reach the disciples. And in the second, Peter walks on the water to reach Jesus. And these two miracles point us to two marvelous truths. First, that Jesus rules over the storm. And second, that one day we will share in his rule. The Bible makes it very clear that God has made us for this purpose. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 6, what is man? So here is a statement about human beings, the purpose for which God made us. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. 
Do you see what this is saying? We were made to rule over creation. The purpose of God was that all storms and all evil and all sickness and even death itself would be under our feet. But we fell. And in reaching to become more, we actually became less. In attempting to take the place that belongs to God, we actually lost the place that God had given to us. And that's why in Hebrews chapter 2, it continues, at present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him. In other words, we no longer rule over creation. Instead, we have become subject to its powers. The hurricane, the mudslide, the wildfire, the flood, the entire world struggling to gain control over a virus, and now the world fearing a new threat of war. So the destructive powers of pride and of greed and of hatred and of violence, they are not yet under our feet. We try to overcome them, and by God's grace, we do have some success but the dark powers are always present. They break out in unexpected ways. They are not yet subject to us. They are not yet under our feet. But I want you to notice the real hope that is in this verse. It says, at present, we do not yet see everything subject to him. And that not yet, of course, holds a marvelous promise. The world will not always be as it is today. God has promised that there will be a glorious new world in which his redeemed people will reign with him forever and ever. But that day has not yet come. So the question that we are faced with in the realities of this world in which we live is what does it look like to live with faith in Jesus when we are surrounded by a storm? And that is the question that is before us today, and I want to give four answers from this story to that question. And the first is simply this, that faith is tested when we feel the absence of Jesus. Faith is tested when we feel the absence of of Jesus. Look at verse 23. When evening came, he, that is Jesus, was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. Now, if you look in your Bible, you will see that the story that we're looking at today comes immediately after Jesus fed 5,000 people by multiplying five loaves and two fish in his hands. And when the crowd saw what Jesus could do, John tells us that they wanted to take Jesus by force and to make him king. And no doubt, the disciples would have liked that idea. And to keep them from this temptation, 
Jesus, verse 22, immediately made the disciples get into the boat to go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. Normally, Jesus would have left the disciples to dismiss the crowd. But on this occasion, because of the particular temptation, no doubt, that the disciples would be caught up in this surge of the crowd who wanted to take Jesus by force and to make him king, Jesus says to them, in effect, now you get out of here fast. And he makes them get into the boat. And so off they go to cross the lake, while Jesus, verse 23, goes up on the mountain alone to pray. So the disciples then clearly would not have expected to face a storm on this night. After all, Jesus had made them get into the boat. They didn't want to go. They didn't, but it wasn't their choice to go. They went simply out of obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Gospels tell us about two different storms that most likely occurred in the same year. In the first, Jesus was in the boat with the disciples. You'll remember this story. Jesus in the boat, and he falls asleep, and a storm blows up, and the disciples waken Jesus, and they say, save us, Lord, because we are perishing. And Jesus then stood up in the boat, and he rebuked the wind and the waves, the peace be still, he said, and when he spoke, the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now, this second story about a storm that we are looking at today is quite different for the very obvious reason that Jesus was not in the boat with the disciples. Now, Jesus has promised that he is with us always. He has said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. But is there anyone in this congregation today who would dispute the reality that sometimes it is part of our Christian experience that Jesus Christ seems to be far away? And that was exactly the experience of the disciples here. A storm blew up, and Jesus was not in the boat. Matthew records, verse 24, that the wind was against them, that the waves were beating against the boat. Mark tells us in his account that the disciples were straining at the oars. They were giving it everything they had got, and they were making very, very little progress in the storm. John tells us that they had traveled three or four miles. Well, the lake is about seven miles across, so that means they were right in the middle. They were stuck in the middle. And they're making no progress. They're barely holding their own. The wind is against them. And this storm just kept raging. We know from verse 23 that they left before evening. And that they were still on the water, verse 25, in the fourth watch of the night. Well, that's between three o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the morning. So all night they're straining at the oars in the darkness with the wind and the waves against them. Some storms pass quickly. But this one just kept going. 
hour after hour after hour, and they're straining at the oars, they're becoming more and more tired, and they're no further forward. And the question, obviously, is how much longer can we keep this up? And perhaps you know what this is like. You can immediately relate to this story in your own experience. A storm blows up in your life, and the wind is against you, and you're straining at the oars, and Jesus seems far away, and your faith is tested when you are not feeling the presence of Jesus. That's where the disciples were. Now, then we read verse 25, that in the fourth watch of the night, he, that is Jesus, came to them walking on the sea. Now, let's pause and try and take this in. There was no obvious way for Jesus to get to the disciples. Think of it, Jesus is on the land. The disciples are on the water. John tells us specifically that there was no other boat in the harbor. So how could Jesus reach them? And I can imagine the disciples in the boat saying, well, if Jesus was with us here, he could rebuke the storm. But boys, we're on our own in this one because Jesus can't reach us here. But you see what this story is telling us? That the storm cannot keep Jesus from his disciples. In the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Friends, the Lord Jesus Christ draws near to us when we need him most. And this story is telling us that there is no place, however dark, where Jesus Christ cannot reach you. Now, your faith will be tested. You will come to some dark and scary places in your life. There may be times when the Lord Jesus Christ seems to be far away, but no storm, however great, can ever keep the Lord Jesus Christ away from you. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We've got to pause here briefly. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and our message, Confidence, part of the series, Authentic Discipleship. And don't forget, if you ever miss one of our broadcasts or if you want to go back and listen again, why don't you come online to openthebible.org.uk. You can listen there to any of our previously broadcast messages. You can also find us as a podcast. Go to your favourite podcast site, search for Open the Bible UK and subscribe for regular updates. Back to the message now, here's Colin. Now, I want you to notice that the disciples did not recognise Jesus when he came. Verse 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Now, you see what is happening here, and you will know this experience. 
the disciples felt that they were in the presence of evil. That evil was all around them, pressing in. It was dark. The wind was howling. The waves were beating against the boat. And when the light of the presence of Jesus drew near, they thought they were seeing a ghost. And maybe you have felt this kind of fear even this week. Evil powers have been unleashed. The world is a dark and hostile place. It's frightening. And you wonder, where is Jesus in all this? very wonderful that the Bible speaks so clearly and repeatedly to the reality of fear in the life of a believer. Here we read that the disciples were terrified and that they cried out in fear, verse 26. Now remember, these men are the believers. They are authentic disciples. So what that means is that the presence of fear is not an indicator of the absence of faith. Now, I have many conversations in which someone has said, Pastor, I feel great fear sometimes. Does that mean that I do not have any faith? That my faith is not genuine? That I'm not really a Christian or not truly a believer? No, no, the presence of fear does not mean the absence of faith. The faith of these disciples was tested, and it was tested when they felt that Jesus seemed far away. But what we're learning from this story is that though they felt surrounded by evil and by great darkness, Jesus had not abandoned his disciples to dark and evil powers. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, verse 27, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. See, here are the disciples. They think that Jesus is far from them. Up on a mountain somewhere, on his own, praying. They thought that the only thing that was near, the only thing that was pressing around them was great, great evil and darkness. But Jesus is near even when we think he is not. They feared that the night was ruled by dark and sinister forces. What they discovered was that Jesus rules the night as well as the day, and Jesus rules the storm as well as the calm. And friends, these are days when our faith is and will be tested. Remember this, Jesus rules the night as well as the day, and Jesus rules in the storm as well as in the calm. There is no place, however dark, where Jesus Christ cannot reach you. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. You are never beyond the reach of Jesus. Now, that's the first thing, that faith is tested. We all know this experience, and it's right here in the Bible. Faith is tested when we feel the absence of Jesus. Here's the second thing that we learn from this remarkable story. We're looking at what it is to live with faith in an unexpected storm. And I want you to see from this story that faith ventures 
at the command of Jesus. Faith ventures at the command of Jesus. And Peter answered him, verse 28, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, I have tried to ask myself this question honestly during the week. Would I have said that? And I have to admit, I, I, I've come to the conclusion that I don't think I would. I think what I would have said is, Lord, if it is you, come into the boat, calm the storm, and please get us as quickly as possible back to the shore. <laughs> and maybe you think that's what you would have said too. I think that's the most natural thing to say here. When we face a storm or a trial, the natural reaction is always, when will this be over? When will it be done? When can I get back to living the life that I want to live? Lord, calm the storm and get me out of here. That's our instinctive reaction. But I love Peter in what he says here. Because he says something entirely different. He says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. You see, instead of simply wishing that the storm would cease, Peter reckons that this is the perfect opportunity for a new and bold venture of faith. Faith ventures at the command of Jesus. So here's a good question to ask yourself every time you find yourself in a storm. What opportunity is there here for me to take a new venture of faith? That's a very encouraging message. You're listening to Open the Bible with Pastor Colin Smith and the message is called Confidence, part of our series Authentic Discipleship. We've got to pause the message there, but we'll come back to it in our next broadcast. So I hope you'll join us for that. If you can't listen to the broadcast, you can always hear it later. Come to our website, openthebible.org.uk, and there you can catch up or go back and listen again to any of our previously broadcast messages. While you're on the website, have a good look around. We have loads of resources to help you study the Bible and to keep you up to date on Pastor Colin Smith's ministry. Also on the website, you'll find Open the Bible Daily, and that's a series of short daily reflections, two to three minutes long, based on Pastor Colin's teaching and read in the UK by Sue McLeish. Open the Bible is supported by our listeners. That's people just like you. And this month, if you're able to begin supporting us with a new donation in the amount of £5 per month or more, we'd love to send you a free gift. It's an Advent devotional, and it's called The Coming of the King by J.C. Ryle. Colin, who would you say this book is written for? <laughs> well, let me give you a couple of answers. One would be anyone who wants to prepare well for Christmas. Another would be anyone who loves the Lord Jesus Christ, because that's what this book is about. It is about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. These are short readings for Advent. They help us to prepare for Christmas 
and they focus the light and all the attention on Jesus Christ himself. I love this little book because of its focus on Christ and because of the way that it builds faith and brings hope. Just a couple of pages to read each day and very simple, very clear and wonderfully Christ-centered. Well, we'd love to send you a copy of this book if you'd like to join many other Christians in supporting the work of Open the Bible this month. If you're able to set up a new donation in the amount of £5 per month or more, we'd love to send you this book. Full details on our website, openthebible.org.uk. For Open the Bible and Pastor Colin Smith, I'm David Pick, and I very much hope you'll join us again soon. Perhaps a storm has blown up in your life and the wind is against you. Jesus feels a long way away. Your faith is being tested. That's next time on Open the Bible.